Grace, peace, and mercy be to you all from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. From the Gospel of John, the 17th chapter, beginning at the 13th verse. I'm coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world, so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you would protect them from the evil one. Our text for this morning. Peace. That word peace seems to be so empty in our world. But when it comes from Jesus, it gives us the greatest assurance, the greatest peace. Because we know this one thing. When Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, says peace to you, It means he is not angry at you. There is no separation between you and the holy God. You may approach him. You fear not death. In the Old Testament days, if the priest wasn't totally repentant, fully cleansed of his sins, before he came to the altar. He'd have a robe like this on with a long rope. That is because when he went to the holy altar of God, if there was sin within him, he would be struck dead. And the only way to get him back out of there was they took the rope and pulled him out. So the, you know the priest was going to be pretty sure that he was cleansed before he served at the altar of God. You had that assurance today. You have the faith that Jesus has given you that when you confess your sins, believing in his forgiveness, you have peace. So fear not sickness Fear not gas prices. And certainly fear not eternity. But there's the opposite of peace. And it's sin. This evil world of ours is not at peace. And it does not want you to be at peace either. In any way. For the devil hates you. And he's a great motivational speaker. And he's had his crosshairs on you from the day of your baptism. At the altar, at the font, when the pastor baptized you, made the sign of the cross, you left the devil's kingdom and became his enemy. 
In John chapter 16, the second verse, Jesus speaking to his disciples. He says, they will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when those who will kill you will think that by doing so, they are offering worship to God. Be not dismayed. Do not be delusioned. This world of ours is not Christian, and they worship their own gods. And they all are against and oppose Christ. Some of them hate you. Some would put you to death. This is clear in, even to this day in countries outside of here. Think of Africa, China, where Christians are witnesses for the faith. The original meaning for the word martyr is witness. We now understand it as one who dies for the faith. Probably because of so many Christians over the years were martyred as witnesses, dying for the faith. But fear not. Do not be scared of the devil or listen to his lies. The devil is a great salesman. He tries to lure you from love and life. He whispers in your ear. He says, go ahead. If it feels good, do it. Go ahead. Cheat. Steal. Doesn't matter. Slander your neighbor's name. It's all good. And then after you've done it, he's got you. At least he thinks he does. It's like when you're fishing. It's a barb. It sticks in you. And then he says, oh, you sinned. I know what you did. Your neighbor knows what you did. So sin and shame, he piles upon you. But the one thing he leaves out. Forgiveness. The devil's really good at being a lawgiver. But he's no good at forgiveness. That seems to be the way our society is today. They will be angry at you for your stand on anything that disagrees with them. They will try to shout you down. But the one thing they won't do, forgive. Forgiveness is not in this world. So fear not, do not look to the shame and the sin that the devil hands out readily. But embrace and look to the cross where true love True peace 
true forgiveness is found. When we understand that death, death which will come to us, has no sting. Oh, death, where is your sting? It's been taken away. Fear not death, for it shall come to each and every single one of us. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe in 20 years. But the death rate for all of us is 100%. Death came to us through original sin with Adam and Eve at the Garden of Eden. And the curse of death has been upon us ever since. For the wages of sin is exactly that, death. But fear not. Fear not illness. Fear not death. For God is in control of all things. We consider the first commandment the way it's been taught to us. We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. When we do that, peace is upon us. For we know that God is in control of all things. Even the price of gas, and dare I say it, even COVID, but we must die. We die a little bit every single day and we must die to our sin. We do so in repentance. We do so with our confession of sins as you did earlier this morning. There, you put to death the sin and the shame that is upon us and you kissed and embraced life. But yet death will be upon us and it will release us. I think of our bodies as a prison. I have an artificial knee, a bad back, arthritis all over. I literally make clicking sounds when I go up the stairs. As I moan and I groan going up the stairs, I fear death less and less because I look forward to where I'll be released from this body, broken body of sin. There's a scripture that brings me great comfort that I read at funerals. It's one where we look forward to one day in heaven, in eternity. It's from Isaiah, the 25th chapter. And it speaks about a time in heaven where you will be united with your loved ones, your family, and it will be a time of total peace 
and serenity. And also a place of fine wine and steaks. For those of you, wine and steaks not on your menu, heaven awaits. Starting at the first verse 6. On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all people. A banquet of aged wine, the best of meats, the finest of wine. On this mountain, he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all people, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove the disgrace of his people from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. In that day they will say, Surely this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. And that day will be united with all believers. There will be no more pain, no more suffering, no temptation, no sin, no shame. Only perfection beyond understanding. So as we look forward to that day, I'll leave you with these words. Peace be to you. Christ is risen. Oh, come on now. I think you guys are a little weak on that. We're going to try it one more time because this is the last time in the season we get to do it. All right. Christ is risen. Risen indeed. Hallelujah. There you go. Please stand for a blessing. Now may the love of God and the peace of Christ and the Father